focusing on the positive versus like the negative like you know at the end of the day if you just focus on all the things you actually achieved it, it's easier you know and it gets like a habit if you just focus on the things that you achieved that worked and at the end of the day you just list them you realize how much you did and that kind of like motivates you like motivation is a huge thing yeah Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I am so tickled pink to bring our guest today to you. She's a very special young woman. Um, I I honestly don't know her that well, but I know her well enough to have know she's a bad mamma jamma, know she's a total bombshell. And I as soon as I met her, I was immediately like, um, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> because I was just like, what is this? person doing so just to kind of give you the background of, of how i met her um i was the opening keynote for um, a conference and most conferences i can't stay for the whole conference but when i go to a vacation rental conference like they're kind of my people and i know a lot of people and um and i want to support the other speakers and i want to network with you know my friends and customers that are in that in that sphere so i i tend to stay well especially for amy high note conferences so there's that so um so there was a, a gentleman, Aaron Ross might know him. He's a Salesforce alumni and he is a keynote speaker as well. He's written predictable revenue, turn your business into a sales machine with a 1 million best practices or $1 million best practices of salesforce.com. Also from impossible to inevitable, how SaaS and other hyper growth companies create predictable revenue. So if you're interested in predictable revenue, Aaron's your guy, but I adore him because he was giving his keynote and then we all got this snack bar and he spoke about his 10 kids and then like his extra kids or his bonus kids or his pretend kids. And I didn't know it, but I was sitting right next to her. So I'm looking at this bar that's like no sugar, all good. It's like simple ingredients. And I'm like, oh my God, I need like, and it's like low in low in carbs and low in sugar. And I'm like, is this thing possible? Is this a, is this a real thing? And so I know I'm kind of belaboring this, but I want you to know why I'm so excited because I travel as everybody knows so much. I have celiac disease, so I cannot have wheat, barley, or rye, which snuck into everything. Um, and I also have something called alpha gal as of last year, which means I got bit by a lone star tick. And at least for three years, maybe for the rest of my life, I can't have any hooved animal. So I'm kind of like a pescatarian plus poultry that's my life so when you're traveling like there's chicken tenders there's pizza there's sandwiches there's stuff in it like even like i can't have beef jerky now i can't have any of that so when i travel i have to travel with like protein bars just to make sure i have sustenance to like you know keep myself going but the terrible thing is is that it's full of chemicals it's processed food you have like fake sugar in it, like sweeteners, which can upset your stomach. And, you know, it's just kind of a drag. And then you go to like the kind bars, but then there's all kinds of sugars and carbs in it. Then you have blood sugar spikes. And I don't mean to send dramatic, but my life is traveling. That is what I do. And so when I saw something that I could throw in my purse or throw in my backpack or throw in my briefcase, and it would actually nourish me without spiking my blood sugar and making me cranky or upsetting my stomach, 
And then she's so young. And and then I heard more of her story and my mind just started melting. And I'm so happy to introduce her to you today. So let me share her bio. <laughs> so today we're talking to Amanda Ament, and she eliminated sugar from her diet and struggled to find sugar-free snack bars. So she, you know, she just made her own typical bombshell. I real or she realized she couldn't be the only one trying to quit sugar or lower sugar intake. So she decided to make these bars available to others facing the same challenges. See, she knew I existed. She was one of the first brands to use allulose and offer a clean label, perfect for people struggling with sugar-related issues like Hashimoto's, diabetes, but also simply looking to eat less sugar. Again, like me, she's a little mini genius. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. It is so exciting for me too, because I just feel like everyone in the world needs to know about your brand. You. So let's let's dive in because you're you're fairly young. I won't ask your age, but anybody watching on YouTube can can see she is, you know, not long in the tooth. Um so I know you started the company because of your own need to to do the whole like no sugar thing or low sugar thing. But what made you decide to start a whole company instead of just looking for solutions that were already out there? I just, I couldn't find any. I mean, at the time I would just, I would snacks. Uh, like you said, it's very hard when you travel to find, you know, very healthy and simple snacks. So um, I would just take a handful of nuts or, um, you know, foods, lots of foods. But after months um, of snacking on those, you kind of get tired. So I started making my own in the kitchen and I love superfoods. So I would add, you know, chia seeds, matcha, everything you can think of. I would just add them in the bars and um, I would bring those to work. And, you know, I mean, it was very convenient for me. And it's just, I, I couldn't find one without sugar. And that's when I couldn't find something else. So that's why I had to create my own. And, you know, I realized, like you said earlier, I couldn't find anyone, you know, I couldn't think of the fact that nobody was struggling like I was. So that's when I thought, okay, let's, let's make a thing out of it. Yeah. yeah. So great. I love it. So, okay. From what I understood, it, it took you about seven years for developing product, like production, everything until you went to market. Tell me about that journey. That's a long time. It's been, I mean, I was in college still at the time. So I was, you know, managing midterm exam, final exams, and I was in Europe too at the time. So I had to wait for the time difference um, with the US to make phone calls to, you know, communicate with you. Um, so that kind of slowed things down. Um, and then, you know, I'm also on a visa, which makes it a bit trickier because you have to have different requirements before right. you're get a visa to come to the US. So that also like, you know, slowed down the process. Um, and one of the major thing I want to say is finding a co-packer, someone you work with to make your project, um, a food scientist, like actually making the recipe for my kitchen, I couldn't make it in bigger amounts. We have to work on the formula together and translate um, like grams into percentage. It gets very technical, but I had to learn this as I went. And all of this took a month, you know, just traveling to them, going in the lab, testing different nuts, different syrup, different temperature. Um, it, it's just, it, it was endless. And um, then finding a co-packer with someone that you make the project is very tricky because they don't really advertise what they do because it's so private you know brands yeah. don't want to 
people to know where they make it. So I had to join food expos, talk with people, and it's just really word of mouth. Um, we had about two to three co-packers with who we worked with. And, um, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, we had ups and downs, but that also took a long process. Ordering ingredients. I mean, during COVID, it just took three months to get some of oh the gosh. ingredients. And the shipping, nobody would pick them up. So it definitely has been challenging. But I mean, you know, it's so worth it. It's exciting. <laughs> it's so exciting. But that is, I mean, that is the utmost level of tenacity. That is, you are passionate about this. You have to have like a like an inner drive to get this out there in order to sustain all of that. So when 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 you like hit another brick wall and you're like, oh my gosh, like what did you do to like not lose hope or not lose energy or not lose passion for the product? That's a good question. Um, so it's silly, but I would make a list whenever, like the first time I went to the food scientist, I we couldn't make it work. The syrup was not sticking enough or it was too sticky. There was strings on the bars. The nuts would crumble. It was, we just, we hit a wall. We couldn't make it work. And I remember going back to the hotel that night and, you know, just going on Pinterest and going in affirmation sentences and writing up my favorite ones and just focus and believing that, everything is going to be okay. Basically, I kept, you know, telling myself, like, it has to, it's going to be okay. And just throughout each time I had issues, just believing that it's going to be, you know, okay, basically. Mm. So many of my guests say, and I like my my audience knows when there's truth that's said, whether I say it or somebody else, like I get tears behind my eyes. So forgive me. (laughs) It's like, yep, that's the truth. But one of the things that is a really common thread with almost all of my guests who have found success in any capacity is they've all said, you have to believe in yourself. You have to, like, it is an everyday requirement. You have to cheerlead yourself. It's nobody else's job. It's your full-time job every single day. So I really appreciate you sharing. You know, I do that too. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I get on Instagram or Pinterest and I'm like, all right, who's speaking to me today? Because <laughs> sister's not feeling too good about things right now. <laughs> it does help. You know, it helps. And focusing on the positive versus like the negative, like, you know, at the end of the day, um, if you just focus on all the things you actually achieved, um, it, it's easier, you know, it, and it gets like a habit. If you just focus on the things that you achieved that worked and at the end of the day, you just list them, you realize how much you did. And that kind of like motivates you. Like motivation is a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And again, like there are definitely external motivators and we want to, you know, surround ourselves with the right people and and that sort of thing as well. But at the end of the day, it's you. So um, getting that head screwed on straight. And it's not easy all the time. It's, it's certainly something you have to practice and practice and practice. Mm-hmm. So um, what was, I mean, it, you might have already said it because that sounded pretty dramatic, but what was like the biggest obstacle you had to overcome? Whether it was like you being in the wrong, not the wrong country, but like the wrong country for making this easy or the product itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, related to work, I want to say the biggest challenge and obstacles we had is really the co-packer, finding the right partner. Um, we had, you know, a great one originally, 
and they were doing great. But during COVID, they lost the main machine, like the huge line that we do the bars on. So uh, I couldn't work with them and I had to find another one. And we did. And it was just, it was chaotic. I mean, it didn't work. The syrup would never be heated at the same temperature. Uh, we just kept, you know, bumping into issues. And at that point, um, I actually really thought that you know, it was it. Like I would just, I, I would stop because it's been two co-packers. It's been years making. We had a formula. We had everything except someone to make the bars. And there was other ways of doing it, but for me, co-packing was really the best solutions. And the biggest obstacle was really finding the best partner in this and making the co-packer. And I got extremely lucky. I did find few months ago someone they're a huge great team i mean they're like a family and extended that's how i feel every time i go there they're the nicest people to work with um we have challenges they fix them as they come it's it's you know it's overwhelming um but that was the biggest one when i didn't have a co-packer and i couldn't find one that was the scariest yeah now did you learn things with those other co-packers that like helped you then understand that the one you finally ended up with was like the right one, like whether through contrast or like, oh, I definitely don't want that or, oh, I like that they did that. I want you to do that, too. Like, can you talk me through that? Of course. Um, so the second co-packer, for example, um, the safety, you know, it's food products. So you have to have gloves, you have to have, you know, a whole suit. It's it's very serious. And um, one of the co-packers was not taking that seriously at all. Right. I mean, you know, and every time you go in the room, you have to wash your hands, you have to put a hair in it. It's, it's a thing. Um, and they were just not following any of those. So I knew that for me was a big no. Um, and I could tell you stories you wouldn't, you know, believe it. But yeah, you um, no longer want to buy packaged food after you talk to Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, that's why I moved away from them. That's why yeah. I found another co-packer. I could have gone with them, but I, you know, I wouldn't trust it. And it just, it wasn't good. And, you know, like, I also believe that everything happens for a reason. So that it didn't work with them actually led me to the ones I work with now. And it's just, it's perfect with them. Yeah. So I love that you found that and that it does feel like family and that you're all in it together. That's the best. When I had my celebrity event planning um, company, it really was just a very few, a small group of us. And then we had all of these different vendors, but we used them all the time. Like they were our preferred vendors, unless the client absolutely had to have somebody else. Like that's who my, my tribe was. And they treated me like family and I treated them like family. And it was as if we were all one big company. And that's kind of how a lot of people saw us like this giant event company, but it really was contractors. And when you feel like family and you're willing to go the extra mile with each other, um, that makes business so much easier. Yes. You you like each other, you show each other grace, you can push each other without offending. Like, mm -hmm. that's so good. I love that for you. I mean, so you know, we spend time together, we have lunch together. Um, and it's it's nice driving there too, like knowing that you're going to be with them, that you're going to laugh with them and talk. No, it's definitely, I understand what you mean by that. Yeah. Maybe. Well, and that's one of the things um, that I teach on is like, it's it's building supportive environments. And one of those environments is your people environment. And that can be the people you surround yourself with socially, that can be your family members, that can be the, the hiring the right employees, that can be making sure you have the right vendors. That's even like 
saying yes and no to customers because not every customer is for you either, which I'm sure either you have found out or you will. <laughs> so, well, what are you most proud of out of out of everything? And I know that's a big question, but this has been a long journey. Um, I want to say two different things. Um, the first one would be when people that I don't know try the product and, you know, give amazing reviews like you know truthfully um and it's just hearing after all those years on something that you've worked so hard that people actually enjoy it that you know they can't believe that it's here and everything it's just it's very it's hard to describe but it's it's definitely something that's um that made all those moments worth it and um the other thing would say to see the product you know to see it in the final pretty do you have a bar handy? Of course, I ate mine, so I don't have them. <laughs> we have four flavors, different ones. Um, my sister is getting one. <laughs> okay, awesome. She is. Um, so, well, Melanie's grabbing that. Um, I just, I do want to speak to the packaging because, I mean, that's a branding thing, right? Um, yeah, like, let's just hold that up. It's so pretty. So, yeah, simple. It is simple. Um, and then like show the actual bar because it's a really pretty packaging too. Thank you. Um, I tend to be a very minimalist type of person. Love so it. I like things clean. Um, but the logo and, and just, I do love the cleanness, but when you're, when you're selling clean food, you kind of want the packaging to be representative of that. So you just crushed the branding. How did you, um, how did you like, did you work with a branding company or did you like design it yourself? You designed it yourself. Stop it. Um, no, I, no, I didn't design it myself. I okay. had to, exactly like I worked with a designer, um, okay. And it's a platform where you can decide with who you work. And I told them exactly what I liked, what I saw, um, and what I didn't like. So they, you know, proposed different briefers. We did work um, months on it. I drove everyone in my family and friends crazy. I bet. <laughs> do you like A or B? Okay. New time. Do you like A, B, or C? All right. Didn't we do this last week? It's new. We got four more for you. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you know, we had the logo. Um, the leaf had like the color green, and then I didn't like it so much. The font, we changed it. Like, you know, I will bypass all <laughs> the steps we did. But it took a part. The color as well. Getting the color is not as easy as you might think. Um, the wrapping to the material is actually like different material together, which there's endless combinations. I mean, it's definitely been a process. But um, when you see it finished and in Inside, it's actually hard to believe that you know it's here and um it's it's definitely something that i'm excited about <laughs> yeah. well and the other thing i mean just down to the packaging like so my book um it's this is called a scuff mat cover and yeah. of course this one's all beat up because it sits in this drawer all the time and i pull it out when i'm you know podcasting or talking to people or whatever but the scuff mat it feels good in your hand like it's silky it's not just like a, a typical gloss and it also if you throw it in your purse it's more durable like it won't scratch mm -hmm. so that to me was really important that when my reader was holding my book in their hand that it felt good in their hand and that they, they could just throw it because my you know you're a bombshell i'm a bombshell we're busy people like throw it in and let and know it won't be um beat up so thinking through 
that entire experience, like one thing I noticed, and I'm weird, but I'm a branding person. So (laughs) when I opened up the bar, it didn't stick to the wrapper. Mm -hmm. And it had been sitting in my car. It had been in some luggage, like, and it's, so was that like part of the plastic part that? Not so much the plastic, it's the syrup. Um, I mean, we have been working months and months on it. And we actually um, had, you know, two food scientists helping us. And one is amazing, you know, both of them actually, but one made it work. But the shininess, that's why we're trying to get the bars to be shiny, but not sticky at the same time. Yeah. And that's why when you open them, they're not, they don't break everywhere. Right. And them sticky, everyone. Um, and, you know, also having the packaging easily to open. There's right. so many like, different things that, you know, I originally would never have thought of. And you just, you learn as you go. And it's endless. I mean, I still have a hundred things to learn. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the process of it, it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's so <laughs> exciting. So, okay, let's back up just a little bit. And, and let's talk about the nutrition side of things. So obviously, I'm a nutrition junkie. Um, I very much believe that my body is a temple. I believe that what you put in your body is what you're going to get out of your body. Um, so let's, can you talk about the dangers of sugar and how is, um, allulose a better alternative and like, why, why not sucralose or stevia or any of these other alternatives? Well, you know, we all know this sugar is not exactly your best friend. It's very addictive. Um, it's to some extent poisonous. It just, it's related to so many health issues. Um, obviously diabetes, which is a huge one. Uh, 10% of the U.S., I think, is, has diabetes, which is massive. Children diabetes is just as bad. Um, you know, just all the issues you can think of, even cancer has. Inflammation. Exactly, is related with sugar at some point. Um, and so when I went to the food scientist and I told her, you know, I don't eat sugar, it's completely off my diet, I want, I don't want those in the bars. This is non-negotiable. That was the one point I was very clear on. And at the time, I used honey and maple syrup as a binding. And I'm fine with those because they're natural. Um, and my food scientist almost had a heart attack because she told me that maple syrup is extremely high in sugar, even if it's natural and it's very expensive too. So basically she introduced me to allulose. She knew about it. Um, and it's, it's at the time it was even newer than it is now. Now you have more and more people learning about it, but, uh, it basically is the latest sweetener that you have in the industry. It's naturally occurring in fruits or like, um, again, maple syrup, figs, raisins. Uh, but the very great thing about it is it doesn't impact your blood levels when you eat it. Um, it's, you know, very low in calories. It's like a tenth from sugar. Um, it tastes like sugar too, just lighter. And your body just doesn't process it. It goes in the bathroom whenever, you know, you eat it. So it's, it's huge. People, you know, are putting it in products more and more. And it's going to be the biggest thing out there. And, you know, we are one of the first ones to use it. So it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty That's really exciting. You're like a trailblazer. That's got to feel good. A trailblazer? What's that? So a trailblazer is um, like in the wild, wild west way back in the day. Um, they would blaze the trail. They would like literally light 
a, a road on fire so that like people can use it as a road. And so what I'm saying that you're doing is you are you are paving the way. You are you are showing the way of where to go next through your product and and use of of Allulos. Yeah. Nice very way. cool. Thank also you. very bold of you, which is totally bombshell. So so let's talk about um you know we were talking about being a high performing professional and you know so like i am your ideal client which is why i'm so stinking excited <laughs> because i work really hard i work a lot of hours and not because i have to but because i just that's what i do that's who i am and you know i like breaking things i like building things i like you know tinkering i like figuring things out um not just for me but like especially for my clients um you know, sometimes like, for example, I'm working with a client right now and they would be completely overwhelmed with everything that I'm testing and modeling and breaking and building behind the scenes because that's not how they're wired, but it is how I am wired. So I do all of that and it takes time and it takes almost kind of like an obsessive intention towards it. So I might work four hours on something and not even understand it. So you stack that up with all my different clients. I'm performing at a peak performance. And I need everything in my environment to support the type of human that I am, um, mm -hmm. travel, you know, also juggling all the other parts of my life. So what, what do you think, like the, the, the link between nutrition and a high performing professional, like, where do you see that goes together? I mean, it's definitely, like you said, you're constantly working, um, you need energy and that's the big, you know, point for me is that when you remove sugar off your diet, you actually gain energy, which mm. I, at the time when I quit, just couldn't understand because you eat sugar to have energy, but then, you know, you have all the sugar rushing, but when you quit sugar, you just, your energy levels are much more stable and you constantly, you have energy, you sleep better, which is huge, you know, mm -hmm. um, I mean, you, there's so many benefits from it and I would always keep snacks, like healthy snacks around to keep me going constantly. Like I would just have, you know, um, vegetables or like fruits majorly or the bars afterwards. But having snacks all the time, especially when you travel is, you know, very, very important. But that's, you know, for me, everyone works differently. Mm -hmm. I know that I need to eat like regularly so i'm constantly you know satisfied and have those energy clean energy basically clean energy mm -hmm. yeah and so i'm i am especially sensitive to sugar like i'm carb sensitive according to my blood work and everything and so i know for me i and beyond knowing how much sugar creates inflammation in your body and what all inflammation does it causes so much disease um, like I'm a hard pass on sugar. It's like dessert time comes and everybody's like, Ooh, and I'm like, I'm not just bring me, bring me more ribeye, except for I can't have that now, <laughs> but I'm like, bring me more savory. I don't, I don't really want sugar. Cause I don't like how I feel after I eat it. Cause it's like such a spike and such, such a dip that like, you can't pull yourself out of that to perform at that level that, you know, I mean, you weren't there on day one, but when I take the stage, like, it's like, Wah! like put it all out into the, into the audience. And it's like, you know, that's what I'm known for. That's why I'm an opening keynote is because of that energy. If I was just putting junk in my body all the time, no way. I mean, you have mood changes, you have tiredness, you have, you know, all those downsides. Um, it's just about like going to that step when you eliminate sugar, you 
you just you know you have more energy and you don't crave it that's the thing you just yeah. don't feel like you need that or you can have the kicks all around you and you're just like no i just you don't have that sweet tooth you know as much um yeah it's just it's you know, I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's our, that is mine and Amanda's, which by the way, like if somebody doesn't know me, they will automatically call me Amanda. I think it's funny um, instead of Amber. But yeah, our challenge to you, Bumshell, is to like just do three days of no sugar, just three days. Just try that and see, like you might have a headache on day one. Um, you might be a little cranky on day two, but by day three, if you're eating a very consistent, nutrition plan that is um is stable and keeps your blood sugar stable i think you're going to be like oh there might be onto something here but your bars are delicious like i'm not it's cool that they're healthy but nobody's going to eat them if they don't taste good and they are ridiculously good thank you you're so welcome you did such a great job so what about i mean i know I've had so many mentors in my life and I'm very dedicated to um, paying all of that forward in my own career as I continue to to kind of grow in my career. What what mentors have stepped in to help guide you along this process? Um, I definitely had a few. So, of course, my father, um, you know, growing up as an entrepreneur, he kind of showed me the way um, and, you know, always supportive. Um, and there is also Richard Lamb, who created Balance Bar back in the 90s. And he's Yes, he sold his company, I think, for it was 260 millions. I think, I mean, he has been amazing. I would just, you know, email him, ask him. We met also. He just helps me a lot. Like all those questions, I don't know. He, you know, obviously that support me. And um, then definitely Avon Ross. I mean, you know, I did an internship with him, learned about predictable revenue. And it just, it makes sense. Um, from him, I learned that focusing in niches Mm -hmm. is very important um and you know just how to reach out to people um was big from learning from him yeah yeah i love that so good so um there's and and i love that you have like you have the strength and this fortitude but you also have this like real sincere humility about you too so i just um i i would have to imagine that served you pretty well along the journey, (laughs) not believing that you know it all, all the time, which a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in, like they don't want to ask questions. They want to just know everything. And it's a hard path to do it that way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone really knows everything. And even, you know, there's always something to learn or there's different ways of doing one thing too. And, you know, sometimes maybe some one does it, you know, easier or quicker. There's always other ways. And I just, I think, you know, it's important to learn um, what works best for you, basically, but to be open-minded. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, gosh, I mean, if if I listed all my mentors, we'd be here all day. Just, I mean, even like I have peers who I consider mentors that have taught me so much and like nobody can do this on on our own. Like, it's just not possible. Um, there's too many things to learn. The the economic landscape changes. The way we do business changes. Technology changes. That's another good question. Um, and you know, I would, you don't have to list every tech tool you use, but how much have you had to adapt or like, 
you know, bring in tech tools to like create a tech stack to make all of this happen? Or has it been pretty organic and offline? What do you mean? Like social media? Well, social media or even just like, I mean, so for my business, I have an extraordinary amount of technology. So like I use, you know, like Kajabi and I use Canva and I use Active Campaign and I use WordPress and I use all these things. So did you have to have like any type of a learning curve to like get your website up or anything like that? Yes, um, we uh, did design our own website and we used Figma for that. Uh, Figma is, you know, free, it's online and it's it's extremely um, useful. I still use it to do flyers, um, to do any printing materials on it. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's just the best that I found. I did have to learn throughout it. You just, you know, spend hours on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> The answer to everything. If you don't have to do something, just type it into YouTube. It's right there. No excuses. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but I mean, you know, I will do like the basic and then ask my graphic designer to do it professionally, like in, you know, uh, Adobe Illustrator. Or, um, but I, I want to say Figma is one of the biggest ones uh, that I've been okay. using. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I don't even know if I've heard of that. I guess it's kind of similar to Canva. Um, I think so. It's just more on hands. Like you can really, you can zoom in, you can move things around. It's, um, it's like Illustrator, which is online and oh. free, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you have paid versions, of course, the more projects you have and the more collaborations you work with, um, you know, you have pricing structure, but I have the free version and it's great. <laughs> well, and that's, so that's maybe, um, another question is, I mean, starting a business takes time and money. So how much of this have you had a bootstrap? Have you had any investors? Like what, what has that looked like? Um, I do have an angel investor. So I've been very uh, lucky with that and pretty good. And, you know, it's, we're very careful on how we spend the income, uh, the money that we reinvest in making more products. Um, but the funding is from an angel investor. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So cool. And so then do you plan to like go first round and all that kind of stuff and eventually take it somewhere much bigger? Or are you still trying to dis- determine like how you want this to go? Um, I would rather keep it um, like a family oriented business, yeah. which we and I don't, you know, you know how long we've worked on this. And I don't feel like, oh, I want to do a business and sell it in five years for that much. That's not really how I, you know, work. And it's nothing that, not that it's wrong. It's just not. For you. Uh, I would rather, yeah, exactly. I would rather do, you know, more products like um, nut clusters or like bars for kids, uh, like drinks. I would rather, you know, increase than just. I guess, send the business. Yeah. And I love that. I think it's really important, you know, especially for our listeners to hear that there's this big push right now with so much private money getting into different businesses and like everybody's growing and everybody's trying to scale and everybody's trying to do this and that and like, you know, get, get in a position to sell. And that's just not for everyone that, that, you know, like really understanding what does success look like for me? And then that motivates your decision-making. And so it sounds like you are very clear. I mean, you you have been clear for some time, like you're a very intentional woman. Um, But just having that clarity, has that helped you make your decisions? Like knowing the end game? 
Definitely. Um, I mean, I do always ask advices, you know, that's again, I'm very, I don't mind, um, you know, sounding even naive sometimes, you know, when you think there's like even the language barrier, like the English sometimes is an issue. So I always ask, well, what does that mean? Or like, what exactly is this? And I had to learn the language jargon because the food industry is a whole other language. (laughs) But um, definitely asking advices too. It's not just all about me. I've had people telling me, okay, so maybe you should, you know, focus in this instead of this. And I would follow those advice. But like you said, also at the end of the day, you need to make those decisions. Um, But I think surrounding yourself with people that you can listen to the advices um, helps a lot. It did for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, there's just so much goodness, so much goodness in um, the bar and in this interview and in the perseverance that you have demonstrated throughout this experience. And, you know, people see things and they it's like you don't even think about what went into bringing that to market. Like when you buy, you know, whatever bar at the store, you just buy it and you move on with things. And there's like so much blood, sweat and tears that went into getting that on that shelf. So um, any any predictions of like, do you want this in stores? Do you want them buy, bought in bulk? Do you want them in um, like gift basket? Like what's kind of the big picture? Like this would be great if this happened. Um, I mean, right now we have them, you know, on Amazon and the website, we have them in local gyms, uh, we entering co-working spaces, but ideally I want to say Whole Foods, yeah. Whole Foods um, Trader Joe, uh, Sprouts, all those big, you know, nationwide, um, stores, of course that would be, that's the goal. Yeah. I love it. So good. All right. Well, you're going to get there. Without a doubt, like I have no doubt whatsoever. And when I'm shopping in Whole Foods and I pick that up, I'm going to be like, I remember when. (laughs) And really, I think um, especially the Franklin one, they should be like, they're really good about trying to place local, locally sourced Mm -hmm. things. So I might happen fast. Um, So one question that I always ask every single guest before we part ways or before I tell everybody all the different ways to get a hold of you um, is this. What final piece of advice do you have for a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business? Um, yes, definitely. You know, do your research. Um, you have to know what you're getting into. Um, and at the time I had no idea about, you know, anything related to sugar. Um, I didn't even know how to read nutritional, you know, labels or ingredient lists. Like I, this was all new to me. So I had a lot of research into it. So that's, I want to say, you know, do your research and keep believing that, you know, it will happen, that it has to trust that it would. Yeah. Love it. Research. That is if you're trying to be a bombshell, which big component of that is being confident, like know your stuff, like do your research, get on YouTube, call people. So good. So, so good. So we can get a hold of you or follow you on Instagram, which is the simple bars or on Facebook, which is the simple bars. Um, are you on, um, LinkedIn? I am under Amanda Amman, but we have a page, uh, the simple bars. Okay. We have a page there too. Okay. So we'll put that in the show notes and then, um, which of course, all of this stuff will be found at, um, amberhurdle.com 
forward slash podcast with an S and then just look for Amanda's episode and you'll get all of this. You could just click right through to it. And then you also can be reached at info at simplebars.com. If you are a fitness center or a specialty or any kind of grocery store, if this is something that you want to try and think about carrying, or if you just want the simple bars, then you can go to Amazon or the website or anything and order them. And the other thing is they're not crazy expensive. Like they're not like when I saw your pricing on it, I'm like, what? I was expecting them to be more. So we do want to make those available to anyone. I will say um, because we price them, allulose is five times more expensive than sugar. So we have a lower margins, but it was very important for me that anyone, you know, could enjoy them and not just a certain um, type of, you know, like the elite. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. yeah make it accessible to the common person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard work and yeah. And then um, you said you've got a 20% off for all simple bars. Is that a code that we could put into the show notes or how do they go about getting that? Yeah, just, you know, write Amber 20 and you have the code. Amber 20, you get 20% off. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So that will also be in the show notes in case you're on the treadmill or driving or whatever. Um, I... I'm so grateful we had this time together, Amanda. And then when I do get off the road, um, maybe around the 1st of October or so, then we're going to have our coffee date for sure. (laughs) And um, I just, I really appreciate you sharing your story with us and everything that went into making Simple Bars a thing. No, thank you for having me here. And, you know, for anyone listening, um, this is very exciting. And, um, yeah, I hope you have a good day or evening or morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got people listening all over the world. So you covered it. <laughs> that's what, that's the nice thing about having, um, international people on the podcast is they recognize that. So listen, bombshell, this is this, I just feel like was a really important episode for you to listen to simply because of that, the length of, of the effort that went into this and then the result that is utter perfection. I mean, I'm not exaggerating whatsoever. It's been, it's been really cool to kind of check out her branding and and that sort of thing. And I think that if, whether you're in like a product creation space, or even if you're a service provider, just taking in the lessons that Amanda at such a young age can now present to you as she is a, a total bombshell is, is important. And we need to hear these stories because we need to be reminded that nothing comes easy that is worth it. Nothing. And, and you have to keep going. You have to have that tenacity and join us on Pinterest and find those affirmations and and tell yourself you can do it and keep coming back to this podcast to get refueled too, because that's such an important part of why I do what I do is because I want you to have a community, a place to come to a, a place that you could tap into once a week and, and like have somebody the amazing guests like Amanda speak life into you. So if you enjoyed this episode, certainly leave a rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a quick like, su- subscribe, share this with a friend. You know, I say this every single week, but that's how we reach more bombshells and we create more women who are empowered and who have money and who can make decisions and can help just honestly, without sounding too cliche, change the world, because that's what happens when women get more of a balance in um, power and authority. So not, not we, we love our guys. We love our guys, but women, we got to step up. So Amanda's leading the way. Who's going to go with her? Um, I hope you take this in. I appreciate your listenership and I will see you on the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.